Blog Talk Radio. Garbage, but they they were still six and zero. Oh, and what? Counts for something. 
didn't they? I think Detroit, Detroit scored as many goals on Colorado tonight as they'd allowed all year. That sounds like a fact to me. That is a fact. Do let's, we not do that anymore? So let's I have go. A yeah. couple. But uh, I guess let's you know, two points, two points, and that's great. But we might as well just start with how the game started. Uh, Nicholas Cronwall, he was carted off the ice on a stretcher with a concussion. Uh, dirty hit? Yes? No? I mean, he had it coming to him, right? Oh, yeah, he totally oh, deserved it. Fucking literally dirty hit. Yeah, it was absolutely a dirty hit. I I wouldn't go as far to say it was um, an intentional kind of thing, but um, super reckless and dirty. I think I think that's a fair way to put it. Super reckless and dirty. Yeah, there you go. He's but the he's fact that suspended. right, but the fact that Cronwall seems to be relatively speaking okay, he'll probably only get a game, maybe two. What do you think, JJ? Yeah, I think so too. Is also Cronwall told what is it, Fox Sports Detroit, that you know you've. He felt bad for putting himself in a position like that, and that's uh, the common argument from all the Colorado Homer idiots out there that 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 was apparently what caused him to to get hurt. And I I think that there was a little bit to that, but goddamn, McLeod cruised in on him from the fucking faceoff circle, um, and he never saw anything but numbers. I mean, that was never the right check to make from that position, and uh, I think. Yeah, Cronwell's positioning might have made it worse, but it was it was always going to be a bad check, and it always should have been a, a suspension, especially for a guy like McLeod, who's just a fucking dirtbag. I'd like to see him get three games. I think that that would be a fitting number. I mean, wouldn't be surprised like, if it was one. But certainly like to see that, but I don't know. I don't. I don't put much. Uh, Faith in in anything more than one, which it is what it is. I guess I don't know. Yeah, you know, the important thing is Cronwell seems to be okay. You know, he's not. Uh, I mean, he's, well, he's going to miss at least a week, right? Isn't that the concussion protocol? Well, yeah, seven days, so. which is fine. I mean, look, if he's out a week after a hit like that, after getting stretchered off, and he only misses a week, I, I'll take it. Get Smith yeah, it's more time for Brennan Smith. <laughs> Fuck that. Let's just let the Kaiser play 25 minutes a game. Look pretty good tonight. I will say, though, I was very happy to see that as soon as the hit happened, that Erickson went after McLeod. I mean, he didn't just start, like, pummeling him or anything, but he grabbed him, threw him down to the ice. Yeah, just seeing someone stick up for their teammate. I appreciate that. It's probably the Bruins fan in me, but <laughs> I don't know though. I mean, since when is grabbing a guy by the neck and throwing him to the ice a roughing minor? Just a soft call, really. Well, there were a lot of those tonight. Barely touched him. Like the Bertuzzi slash. That slash was a joke. Oh my god! Yeah. Like that. That was the ultimate. I don't want to call it a makeup call because the call in the cloud was right, but that was the ultimate even up call. I've ever seen. I mean, that was just so ridiculous. I think that's what pissing me off the most is that it did feel kind of like a makeup call. 
like, oh, well, the, the Avalanche are due for, for a power play now because I feel kind of bad for giving that dirtbag a five-minute penalty and throwing him out of the game. See, like, I 100% believe that makeup calls exist, but after a play like that, I, I don't think there should be a makeup call whatsoever. No, I no, well, no, but uh, that was fun, though. I think I think the important thing we need to talk about here is whether there's now a goaltending controversy when Jimmy Howard gets healthy. <laughs> uh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? How long were you on Vegas? vacation, Graham? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I don't know. I got slipped something in Vegas. I think that uh, that sounded weird. What a weird statement for to your make. Wife, um, though, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what though? I mean, isn't this what you want from your backup goaltender? Oh, absolutely. This is this is the dream. I don't care if he's. If he's a stud and makes, he shouldn't have to make forty saves a game. But he's keeping them in. He's kept them in the three games they've played so far. So, I mean, I don't know what it was. Fifty save percentage overall. When I said it to you at some point tonight, JJ, I mentioned how nice it was to have a backup goalie that could actually play. And then, of course, he gave him two goals right after I said that. But I remember you saying that, and then. And then being mad at you for saying it. But like I said, regardless, a win is a win is a win. Three wins, especially one against Boston. That was the best one. <laughs> you knew that one, didn't you, Jeff? I, I I needed that one badly. Speaking of needing one, I need the Tigers to win this game too. Oh, that would be nice, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. At I some point, all of those. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say at some point if I'm screaming or, or I am cussing or I just go away for a while, it's it's probably because of the baseball game. But carry on, JJ, with your hockey-related thought. No, I was gonna say that all three of the last wins were kind of like needed wins. They needed to uh, shove it down Boston's throat, and then they needed to prove that on the second night of a back-to-back and the third game in four that they could actually play. Uh, something resembling a complete game against a team that had that inexplicably had their number last year, despite being uh, not a good team. I mean, Columbus still isn't a good team. They're those spare parts Rangers. And then they kind of needed a win against a, a hot team to kind of show them that they're not hot shit. They needed to rep their conference against the West, which has been kicking the shit out of the East so far this season. Um, they definitely needed a win after the Cronwall hit because it was just like that was. That was so infuriating. If they would have lost the game, I would have had very nasty things to say about this team. I did like, I mean, I mentioned the Erickson thing, but it did seem like they had a little extra jump in their step, wanting to take it to the Avs after that. In the first period, I mean, I didn't think they played very well in the second, but I don't know. It just seemed like they, they wanted to, they had that extra gear to want to win it for your fallen teammate, which I appreciate seeing. That give a shit factor. I just realized yeah, I, I mean, still have well, the post game on. Yeah, I, I do Sorry, too. I, it's weird. I've, I've never had the post game on this long. Uh, no, it's, I mean they got the power play. Once the four on four ended, then they, they, they it was the perfect revenge. I mean, you get a hit like that, score. That's the best way to to get back at somebody, and that's the way the Red Wings have done it. So, um, that was probably the best part. I 
Maybe they might have had a chance at another one had they not called that stupid penalty on Bertuzzi, but, you know, whatever. Uh, but, you know, Colorado's, they got a lot of speed. So, and they have, they do have some talented forwards. So you knew they were going to be tough to keep down for the whole game. But, I mean, they're, they're still not a good team. So they, this was, this was a win that I, I, I'm glad they got because of the Cronwall thing, but they almost should have had it because of Colorado not being that great. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, you know, Bill Parcells always used to say, you are what your record says you are. And they were, what, 6-0 and entering tonight? Yeah, oh, yeah. I yeah, mean, they're not a 6-0 and team. Sure, but they were a 6-0 and team. But, you know, <laughs> they might lose the next 70-some games, but... They've been playing well enough to win. Right. No, I, I get that. And it's like the funny thing is, apparently they've been getting outshot in most of their games, and they've been pulling games off like this. And they, I think they actually probably played a, a good game against us tonight, and uh, and they outshot us like forty to something stupid, forty to twenty-eight. And I, even then, it's like I think that Detroit uh, pretty consistently showed that they, that they could. They could hang with that. Um, the second period was was obviously awful, but uh, but I wasn't like nearly that worried about allowing forty shots that I should have been. Of course, felt like twenty of them were in the last minute. Yeah, well, in the second period, they Colorado kind of turned things around and started to play with a little bit more of that speed that they have, and Detroit took their foot off the gas, took penalties couldn't really get anything going. I thought in the second period it was weird. I didn't hear Dan Zucker's Ederberg much because of all the penalties and everything, but I don't know. You know, in the third day, they composed themselves and came out and reasserted themselves a little bit better, and then they got the the, the lead again, and Colorado came on, and then they got the two-goal lead, and from there it was they were just holding on. So, yeah, I think a lot of the, a lot of the shots at the end were going to be due to score effects more than anything else. Well, speaking of holding on, uh, Johan Franzen has been holding on to some of his memories from the second round of the 2008 playoffs, scoring a billion goals against Colorado Avalanche. Uh, the mule was alive tonight. He looked fantastic tonight. Yeah, he really should do that more often. It's We should trade him to Denver for McKinnon because that's literally how valuable he is in Denver, apparently. <laughs> but it was good oh, to geez, see. That kid is fucking fast, right? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's, fine. it's it's just good to see him net a few goals. Hopefully, it's the beginning of one of his short little hot streaks where he scores in bunches, and you know maybe he can help carry the team a little bit. So they need those extra goals because the defense might struggle without Cronwall for a week. Okay, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, the one thing that I've noticed, and I didn't see the first couple games of the year, but um, the one thing I've noticed so far is they're 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 struggling to score outside of the the big guys. So, uh, I mean, if they can get Franzen going, that's only going to get that second line going even more. I know Weiss has got a couple goals, and uh, I I wasn't I was kind of half paying attention and half not there. Has Alfred, did Alfredson get bumped up with the 
the Danzig and Vetterberg, or are they just showing the three of them because they all have a lot of points? No, they played um, probably this whole second half of the game together. That's so. That's yeah, that was that was a line. Yeah, and yeah, Pertuzzi was, was down on the third line. Correct. Yeah, they just flipped out the bird. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, honestly, I didn't feel like uh, Bertuzzi had a great game tonight. I don't know. I mean, the penalty that the one penalty he took was. The slashing that was that was a horrible call. He took another one. I don't remember what it was. I just remember him being in the box. But I don't know. I just I I didn't notice him too much out there myself. But the hold. It was the holding penalty that led to the Eric Johnson goal in early in the right. second. Right. It's all coming back now. I think any game in Colorado that Todd Bertuzzi plays and doesn't score a goal is a disappointment. Yeah, because <laughs> you just know how much it's gonna piss people off. Yeah, I remember a couple of years ago, and they—I think it was Larry Murphy—said, "No, oh, I don't know why they still boo him." I'm like, oh, Larry, you don't understand a lot, <laughs> obviously. We should, we should uh, on Nick Knight when the next time they play the Abs, you should send Bertuzzi after uh, McLeod in that game. Get a little <laughs> revenge. Oh, that'd be amazing. See what happens. Well, first he's got to fight. Somebody else has to fight McLeod, and then Bertuzzi's got to jaw him all the way down the ice. And then jump him. Yeah. And then and then have a massive pile-up cause. Uh, no, I won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> and then Steve Downey can come in and jump at somebody's head. And get himself suspended for 20 games. Then, and then Patrick Wasson will come rushing out of the stands in full gear, take on somebody. Probably the other goalie. I got to say, I didn't see the pregame, so I didn't see the whole interview. But the bit that they showed between Oscar and Waugh was actually pretty funny. I hadn't seen any of it. I know they said, uh, I think Malik tweeted they were going to post it on the website, the whole thing. Okay. They... The, the part that they showed at the intermission was um, Osgood asking Wa. They were talking about the fight that they had, and they said, "You know, what were you thinking? Were you coming down?" And Wa's like, oh, "I'm going to beat the shit out of you." And Osgood's <laughs> like, "Yeah." And I, I was thinking, "Oh shit!" And I mean, you can just tell that Wa is a fucking dick based off of that interview. Oh yeah, you surprised me. See, they should have had Mike Vernon there to do that interview. Because <laughs> Vernon handed Wa's ass. Yeah. Didn't he, I think he mentioned it too because oh no, he asked him. He's like, "Who's a better fighter, me or Vernon?" <laughs> <laughs> Shanahan. And I think he said something about. Uh, uh, he said he learned after the Vernon fight to take his glove off because otherwise he, you know, he got he would get caught or something like that. I don't remember what exactly what he said, but I don't think he really answered the question. Take his glove off? Wouldn't you just take your glove off anyway if you're going to fight? Talking about Patrick Wall here, I don't really, I really don't think, or uh, whatever. Yeah, so. I also <laughs> liked how they were cussing, and then, like, you could cl- clearly hear Osgood say shit, and then you hear a bleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Good job on the dump there, guys. Yeah. Well, it wasn't live. Right, that makes it even worse. 
Yeah. Right. They should have done that in in, in, in the editing bay. Added the beep. Somebody should have caught that in post, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I actually found Oscar to be somewhat enjoyable as an as an analyst. He's he very said, green. Oh, yeah, there's no question. But he said kick, save, and a beauty. He actually said that during a broadcast. Like, come on. Not only did amazing. he say it. He said it, then he said it on the second angle of the replay, and he said, there's the kick save, and there's the beauty. <laughs> that was pretty good. He was, was also trying to be mixed. I enjoyed when they were showing the highlights of when he won 400, and he was like, a little unconventional. That's probably age. Like, he's making fun of himself a little bit. Like, just that kind of thing. I don't know. I just... I, he was he was interesting to listen to. I didn't. I thank God that I didn't have to listen to the abs. I actually did. I mean, I I know I tweeted it, but I actually did flip over for just a couple minutes just to see. I've never watched an abs feed ever, and I thought, no, eh, you know what? Let's just see if they're as bad as they. Oh my God, they're fucking awful. What was um, the, what were they saying about the Cronwall thing? Weren't they bashing Cronwall or something? Apparently, when they first apparently when he first got hit, they were they were basically saying that he he got what he deserved, you know, because of all the big hits he's ever laid Did out. Did they actually say those words? Um, oh, it's on the web somewhere. Nah, yeah, just of what everybody understood from it. So, yeah, I mean, I so and, and I'm seeing non Red Wing fans also basically say that this, you know, these guys were awful and you know saying these things. So. Uh, you know, it's not like Red Wing fans are just being overly sensitive about this. This is just, these are just terrible announcers, and they were they were awful. I, I mean, I really did just think, oh my god, no way. But so I feel bad for any Red Wing fans out in Denver who are stuck with that. I mean, it's kind of like I guess it's like me here with with um, Olchek when I get Olchek for the Blackhawk games. Although that's only twice a year now, <clears throat> not six. Well, that means you just get to go to less games. Uh, no, well, well, I mean, it's still, I mean, the game here isn't until March, but we'll probably have a meetup or something. And if we don't have a meetup, I'll probably just go to a bar, hang out with uh, the locals, the local Red Wing fans, not the Blackhawk fans. Fuck them. Oh yeah. Except, uh, yeah. except Fork. He's he's cool. I would hang out with him. Probably not during a game, yeah, oh. <laughs> We'd spend the whole game trying to get you to take some gypsums. Yeah, I know. Which, uh, if you haven't ever tried it, don't. It's like your <laughs> kitty litter had feelings, and the feelings were hate. That's the taste of, of gypsum's molort. Apparently, the second intermission analysis uh, was it was Cronwell's mistake. Yeah, that's what I heard at the the altitude feed. Is like it it went from he got what was coming to him to, well, he put himself in this position. It was basically all him. McLeod, you know, McLeod didn't really do anything wrong because Cronwell's going to take that hit, shit like that. Yeah, I mean, I agree so, he put himself in that position, but it wasn't all his fault. Adrian Dater was saying shit like that too. Yeah, say, what was he saying? Something about Adrian. you can't lower your head near the dasher because that's what. What the fuck does that mean? That's such a stupid. It's such a stupid thing to say. I mean, daters a stupid thing, so <laughs> doesn't really matter. I mean, I guess everything right. is by definition stupid. But 
Um, but there was a guy he was interacting with who uh, I, he says he's a on his thing it says he's an avalanche uh, analyst. I don't know if he does ra- I think he must do radio. And he said um, he would take a hit like that. A hit like that could change a playoff series. Um, and it's a dangerous game and stuff like that. And he was basically saying that, yeah, there was nothing wrong with it. It's like, what the Yeah, that's fuck? all the tough guy shit you hear from from the people who are, are fans of the team that wasn't victimized there. Yeah. I'm sure that same guy was crying on his high horse uh, last year when uh, Cronwell nailed McGinn late in that game that, that Datsuke ended up winning it in overtime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he patted Jaguar on the head after that game-winning goal. I love that. Yeah. I don't think the Tigers are doing well. Uh oh. How's the game over now? (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Yeah, is it over? Yeah. Oh. Well, sorry. I have no I, I mean I have no major rooting interest. I want the Tigers to win because You do have a rooting interest because all of your friends are Tigers fans. All of your important friends whom you may or may not have ever met because we're all on the internet. We all want the Tigers to win. I do want the Tigers to win when um uh I was it was in Vegas with, uh during the series with the A's. And uh, when Peralta hit the three-run home run, yeah. I was fist pumping when it was, uh, you know, when he tied the game. But uh, and but I do. I, when it comes to sports, I hate all things Boston. Like even the Bruins. Yeah, even the Bruins. Well, I mean now. <sighs> oh well, it's only the two best pitchers in the American League pitching for the Tigers in the next two games. That worked out well for him last time, so they've got this. Anyway, let's talk about hockey so I can not. I thought Scherzer and Verlander were the two best pitchers in the American League. That's what I was referencing. I think that's what he was going for oh. there. I was I being sarcastic. Or Boston. No, no. Yeah, whatever. I didn't. Shut up. And I was Baseball being sarcastic Boston. when I said that worked out well for us last time. Wow. You're, really on, you're on your game tonight. John Lackey looks like yeah, there's sorry. a guy who's who used to be in like every 90s sitcom ever. He always played like the weird friend. John, I don't I have no idea what his name is, and I'm not online, so I can't check. But um, I gotta find it. But he looks exactly like him, only with a beard. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. Cause the random comment of the day. Because 80% of my company is owned by the Red Sox. And my boss is no idea. Say that John Lackey looks like an actor. That's not a negative thing to say. No, you can. You guys don't. You guys can say whatever you want. I'm just gonna. What did you say yesterday about what PB looks like, Jeff? I said he looks like Jeremy Renner. That's all. No, I said he looks like Jeremy Renner, and then you improved upon it. I said he looked like a much Jeremy Renner's much more handsome brother. That was it. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure you said like the backwoods Alabama version. No, I love Alabama. Roll Tide. <laughs> hey, so uh, Daniel Alfredson has been, boy, he's been good the last good. four four games. Right? Like, what is he? I, I keep referencing things that I said to you, JJ, but the other day I was like, holy shit, I didn't even realize he had like six points. Granted, five of them were assists, but it was like, who cares? 
He's been playing well. Yeah, if he's going to score uh, two points per game every game and only one of those per four games is going to be a goal, I'm okay with that. He can score one goal every four games. If you have a point, that means a goal was scored by someone. So, yay. Two thumbs up. Good analysis there. Yes. Right? The assist is more important than the goal. Because without the assist, the goal would never happen. Well, even then, he drew three penalties tonight, too. Yeah. Did you say without the assist, the goal would never happen? Right. So so all those unassisted goals, they just don't count? <laughs> well, the, the the player assisted it to himself. So he had to assist himself. So why doesn't he get a, a, an own assist? God, you're not because winning that, this at all. I'm going to chalk this up to grief over the Tigers. Because of, like... It's just not. Then they have to add another category: self-assists, and you know. Yeah, those are all. Go back to Vegas. I liked it better when you weren't here. Where's Tyler? Tyler has to work. Remember. So I have to work on Saturday. Like I'm here still. Uh, Tomorrow's not Saturday. I know, but I still have to work on Saturday. Do you work tomorrow? No, I'm off. I gotta do laundry. But really, Alfredson, doing great. I'm glad he changed his laundry to a Red Wing sweater. <laughs> I swear to house, Jeff. <laughs> I, uh, you know what, more than anything else, I'm just digging the mustache he's rocking in his promo picture because that thing's incredible. I still can't get over when Tyler said he looked like a Civil War soldier. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly accurate. Oh, you know who else was good? And we're halfway through this podcast, and we haven't even mentioned uh, his play tonight. Pavel Datsuk was pretty good. Pretty good. It's nice plays out there that made people uh, happy. He is uh, he is good at the hockey. Quite Love good. Joseph from the chat points out that... Uh, Alfie only had out of all Alfred out of all of Alfredson's success. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I just went Cody McLeod in my brain. Um, only one of them is a secondary assist. Oh wait, he did have one secondary assist tonight. Thanks for nothing, well, entering up. entering tonight. JJ, uh, our, our listeners want to know if you just had a stroke. Uh, yeah, I apparently just did. You ever had that happen where you're just trying to talk and your brain says no? No. I'm from during my, Only during my wedding. <laughs> well, it happens to me a lot. It's just a crippling meth addiction, really. But Pablo Datsuk, yeah, he's uh, he's he's pretty good at hockey. Um, he takes the puck from people who who don't don't want him to and are trying to keep him from doing that. Did we ever get confirmation that that, that was Bergeron who said, "Are you serious?" After he uh, he backchecked Dominic and, and prevented the, the scoring opportunity. I don't. Uh, I never uh, saw confirmation on that. Okay, I was gonna. Well, I'm just gonna believe that it was then because it was incredible. Yeah, I know the. I, I mean, I had the game on both feeds because I just like when stuff like that happens because I can um, go back on the other feed. And watch them to see maybe they they and they didn't I don't think they really mentioned it at all or said who it was but 
I know Ken was like, oh, Bergeron was probably Bergeron. Yeah, it was probably Bergeron. Like he just he he said it might have been, and then the cameras picked, you know, the the microphones picked it up, and then just got to the point where it was like, yeah, fuck it, it was Bergeron. That's he said it. Well, did it sound French? Oh, sure. No, it's it sounded pretty American. Then it probably wasn't him. It's probably Riley Smith. Could have been. Well, and, and the other thing is too is I thought well, you know, knowing knowing how professional athletes work, the Are You Serious could have been a complaint to the referee about a missed call or something like that. You know, not oh yeah, look at Pavel Datsuk, he was awesome. He took that. Oh, Are You Serious? So good. Uh, it was probably more like I got hooked, you fucking dickhead. Are you serious? Where's the call? See, I did think it was Bergeron because afterwards they kept showing him on the bench and he he did look like incredulous for the next two minutes. And I don't know if he constantly looks incredulous because I don't know that much about Bergeron. But, uh, he doesn't. He, okay. Then, yeah, it was him. How about that Drew Miller fight, gentlemen? Hell, right? Uh, I mean, he got his ass awesome. kicked. How about it? He yeah. did. He, but he did it. it. Sparked the team. Did hey. When they fought, it was a tie game, and they won. Ergo, the fight won them the game. Momentum. In I think that is a pretty clear. There's, there's Post hoc, no ergo, proctor hoc. Hmm. Quid That's, pro quo. That means something about helicopters, don't worry. But yeah, that's. I think that's the the kind of fight that that people don't mind in the game because it's the very natural. I'm just fucking tired of you. Because those guys aren't aren't fighters. They don't go out there to to create the goon show. It's just they got tired of it, enough of each other and tired enough of cross checking one another in the face. Yeah. And they dropped the gloves. The two two game. I thought that was horseshit that Miller got a, a cross checking penalty for that because they were both doing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was was it two two at the time. I think it was tied. Yeah, it was. No, yeah, it was tied. Was tied. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's late in the second. Game's getting a little intense. You get two guys going at it, and instead of slashing each other, or, you know, with their sticks, they drop the gloves and go. That's that's a hockey fight. That's a, the kind of fight I would never want to see completely taken out of the game. Even if Miller got got filled pretty good, but. Agreed. Well, I mean, it's, Sarge should feel really bad for punching a guy with that much gray hair. Probably gave him a few more. All the stress of getting hit in the face. I also like that it was Miller and not and not like two two. Even if it even if it's one of those you know heat of the moment fights where you just you know just like hey you want to go let's drop the gloves and go. I think it's different when it's not a, a regular fighter. You know, if it had been like. Um, 2-2 or maybe Abdulkader. I know he fights a little. I don't know the only thing I didn't like about but... that fight really was it seemed like he pulled Miller's helmet off when they were like tussling there at the beginning. And then I feel like that puts Miller at a little bit of a disadvantage because his whole head can get punched and he's got to contend with a dude wearing a shield. Yeah, I mean, isn't that the rule that if you got a visor on, you got to take your helmet off before no, you fight? No, you can't take. You, no, you, you're not allowed to take your helmet off for a fight, ever. Yeah, if you, you have a visor on and you instantly you missed that when you were in Vegas. I must have missed that one. Yes. 
definitely missed. It's all right. We'll allow it. You were playing the slots. Did you make my bet for me? No, I never did. Ah, oh, you're a dick. I couldn't. I, we we didn't really go to any, many sports books. Well, you're supposed to go out of your way to do something nice for me. Oh. I was paying you anyway. Well, if the Red Wings win the cup, I'll give you two to one odds at the Casino of Graham. Well, what was I going to bet? Fifty bucks. I wanted you to put on them. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen either. <laughs> well, you owe me. Whatever when what? they win the cup, so if they win the cup, I'll I'll give you a hundred bucks. Deal. Two to one odds for your fifty bucks. Deal. There you go. Done. Did I you actually give happily... him fifty dollars? No, but I was going to send it to him. Two to one odds on zero, then. No. Fuck off! Put your money where your mouth is. I did. I the check is actually in the mail as we speak. <laughs> I sent it after that game. Or after I sent him the text or whatever on my way to whatever game I was going to. Yeah, you texted me. Yeah. Then you sent me a, a, a DM on Twitter that just said like Vegas with a lot of exclamation points. Which did I? Maybe, yeah. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wondered. That's okay. I was probably in the same condition, so I think I responded with "It's so great," but I looked at it the next day and "great" was spelled with a Q. So, I'm getting a look for this because I don't have this DM. I think it was a DM. Eh, it doesn't matter. Actually, it was funny. Uh, if, if this is Red Wings related. The the second last day we were there, I took my uh, Datsuk jersey, and I was walking around, and I couldn't tell you how many people yelled at me, like yelled good things at me, or one guy, we were walking through one casino, and this guy came over. He was in line for something. He came over to fist bump me. Uh, another guy um, just, like, high-fived me as we were walking by. It was incredible. Then I went to go get uh, lunch, and some somebody yelled, Red Wings fucking suck. But, you know, it was only one person. I wasn't going to let him bring me down. But there are a lot of Red Wing fans in Las Vegas, specifically at the uh, New York, New York Casino. I must have seen that probably makes total sense. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, one night we gambled there, and there were two dudes that were playing uh, blackjack, both in Red Wing jerseys. It was uh, God, they played that day too, or that night. Not against Boston. Whoever they played before that, because they Carolina. won. Yeah, it was the Carolina. Oh, Carolina. That was the, that was the, the Carolina game. I was not wearing Red Wing stuff because we went out for dinner to a nicer place. And I was told McDonald's? I could not wear No. No. Wendy's. Ah. It's, it's natural fries. So. Well, you, you mentioned the Weiss game. I don't know. I've been incredibly pleased with the off-season acquisitions this year. Obviously, we already talked about Alfredson. But Weiss just, he you know, he might not have as many points as Alfredson, but he just seems a natural fit there as that second-line center, and he seems like a gamer. He's a hockey player. And, I don't know, just incredibly pleased with both of those guys in the lineup. Yeah, I I noticed twice. Uh, he's he's got a lot of speed. I don't ever recall him being that good of a skater, but I thought he looked pretty fast out there. I've liked he's him and the skater together. 
Yeah, that's a that's actually a decent little line. With uh, was Alfred Kidder playing on there? Because it wasn't him. It was Alfredson down there with Franz and no. then Weiss before, right? That's how they started, and then they swapped it with Weiss, Ablucator, and Franzen. You know, they moved Franzen from the net front guy to the skill guy, and you move Abby as the guy that crashes and bangs down low. Which makes a lot of sense, because Franzen works better when he's working out in the slot and, you know, getting room and things like that. He's not a guy who can be stationary in front of the net and be successful. He just he needs to be moving. So that's a good line. I like that line. I I got no problems putting you know loading up the top line with the uh, the three with the three of them and then having that second line and putting Bertuzzi down on the third line. I mean you know Bertuzzi can still pot in a few goals here and there, but I mean I like uh, Bert I like Bertuzzi's compete level this year. No matter what line he's on, he's not doing uh, a dumb stuff and he's he's keeping his feet moving pretty well. Um, Back on Weiss for a second. I'm not sure I'd say I'm I'm entirely pleased with him because he's been he's been making the kind of mistakes like you can tell that he's still trying to translate to the Red Wings man on man defensive system because he's been playing zone for basically his entire career and he's not entirely sure where his teammates are going to be at any time. Uh, I like where his heart's at. Um, I like I mean his head is there. It's just it, it takes him longer. It takes him that split second that we used to see with with Erickson, the, the split second to figure out what specifically you're going to do is the difference between being in great position and not being in a good position at all. So um, I'm not incredibly pleased with once, but I'm, I'm confident that that'll happen uh, sooner or later. And then he's going to start putting up points. I agree. See, to break up the silence when no one has anything to say, you can just be like, I agree. I agree. Do well, that was a good point back in the chat. That's um, a very good point. Drew Miller turned 13 in February of 1997, so obviously he grew up, you know, hoping to one day be able to punch an abs player in rage. I turned 10. Well, good. You're as old as blah 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 zero. Wait, was I 10? No, it was nine. Do the math, Jeff. Come on. February of 1997. <laughs> I turned nine. Yeah, that should have been an easy one. <laughs> Good time. No, that's the hardest. It's the, the highest single-digit number that you can get. <laughs> yeah, Almost but, I all the fingers. Just, but I should have just been like, oh, born in 88, turned 10 in 98, 97 turned 9. Yeah, but subtraction, that's really hard. <laughs> Dude, just don't I mean, I remember realizing... Do, like, long division and shit. Fuck that. The Rainbow Math Club where you... You do the 100 math questions in a minute. You get a pencil case. Did you do that when you were a kid? I don't know what you're talking about. Apparently not. <laughs> Whatever. It I was, was, a, thing. I was only it. half listening, too, because I read Red Winger 43's comment that he was four, in, or she was four, in February of 97. And then I realized, oh, Red Winger 43's number on that name is 43, and 43 is Darren Holmes' number. And Darren Holmes could be back in a week. And then I stopped. that's why I wasn't listening to you. So I don't, I could have, whatever you're talking about, done that, but I don't know. You just never stop working of- for segues. segues. <laughs> that's pretty much all I do for 60 minutes. That actually, well, Darren Helm's awesome, but it makes me feel sad because in February of 97, I was 18. So. Well, you're old. 
You don't have hair. I don't think the two are necessarily yeah. related, but whatever. Ryan gets left, doesn't have hair, so he's not older than me, so but uh Yeah, though, it'd be good. Who's uh what is Glenn Denning will probably go down then once uh Helm comes back? Well, Glenn Denning would go down and someone's gotta be traded, right? Yeah, they've got to make roster space, or they've got to make cap space. Uh, yeah, clearing him off the long-term IR. Um, I don't, I don't know how much though. I think it's, I think it's like nine hundred thousand dollars. So they could get away with with waiving somebody instead of a flat-out trade. Um, but I don't know. Like well, I mean, it's still the consensus is still two-two, right? But I mean, he's I really well, like the way he's played. But I mean, that's probably why he might be the best to trade. Because you can trade him. He might have some value. I agree. You know, no one's going to want a broken eaves. Take this broken eaves. I don't know what that song is. Mr. Mr. I, I don't know who does it, to be totally honest. I just know the song. Somebody can Mr. correct Mr. me. Mr. Oh, okay. I mean, obviously, Glenn Denning goes down because you, you stick Helm at fourth line center? I mean, he'd be, or you just move Anderson down? Do you want to break I up would, Anderson? I would play Helm on the fourth line to start. Until yeah, I mean, actually... he, he's played one game in a year. I mean, don't uh, ease him in, especially since it's a groin and or back or whatever it is. Um. And, uh, you know, you don't want to throw him right into the mix the first game and have him do something that's going to basically just make his bottom half of his body fall off. So put him in the first. If he comes back first game, play him 10 minutes, you know, 10, 11 minutes, something like that, and then, you know, see how he does, see how he responds. Because, I mean, this guy would – he'd get hurt doing a light skate before practice. So <clears throat> hey, fuck it. Throw him to the wolves. Top line, top line center. Give Dats a good night off. Or Zetterberg a good night. Aren't the Griffins actually playing the Wolves during his conditioning stint? Exactly. I knew that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm checking that now. I did my research. And if they don't, well, then joke's on you. Fooled you. Uh, the very first picture on the AHL website for the Griffins was Brendan Smith. That's where he belongs. Uh, it's not Nyquist. No, they play the Wolves on the 26th. Oh, fuck you for that, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Is it it in Chicago or in Grand Rapids? It's in Chicago. 26th, that's uh, Friday? Saturday. Saturday? Might have to get tickets. Yeah, because tomorrow they're playing against the Admirals. That's going to be their banner raising. And then they're going to face the Ice Hogs on on Saturday. And then they don't play again until the next weekend because that's the way the hey, AHL calendar works. That's the AHL's weird like that. Well, because it's minor league hockey and it's, pro- it's it's a whole hell of a lot easier to get people to go to a minor league hockey game on a weekend when kids can go and it can be a family atmosphere than on like a Tuesday night or Wednesday night. That's why they clump games on the weekend and travel too. Uh, with the defensive pairings, you, you move the Kaiser up with Erickson. What do you do with the other four? 
You put Smith back with Quincy. Go Kendall Lashoff. Yeah, I mean, probably. Kendall and Lashoff have been playing together. Man, do we have to put Smith and Quincy back together? I really like the way Quincy's looked without Smith. So you go, you go Kendall and Quincy, and Lashoff and Smith. Lashoff stays home. You let Smith be the guy that not stay home. Yeah, makes mistakes. Both teams. I mean, whatever's going to leave Brendan Smith with the least amount of ice time among all the Red Wings defensemen, and Lash possibly off. all their forwards as well. Yeah, just put him with Lashoff. Put him with Lashoff. They, they probably played together Maybe. in Grand Rapids. Maybe they're familiar that's with probably why it took Lashoff so long to make the team. He's been bad. I can't get around it. He still like has the flashes of he does smarter things more often than I think Erickson and Kindle did when they were at similar stages of their development. He'll get it but eventually. God damn it, that's not frustrating. I, I always go back to the you know, to the, the whole he hasn't played a full season yet in terms of NHL games. So I'm. You don't want to say that he's a bust or anything like that, but I mean, God, you were a first-round pick for a reason. I mean, you should be. You know, the the whole concept of of the Red Wings' way is to overdevelop players, and so you know, all we ever heard about Smith was that he was just chomping at the bit to get to the NHL, and you know, in the AHL he he looked bored and he didn't look great, but it was probably just because he just it was too you know like the smart kid in the in the easy class. He's just he's 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 not stimulated enough. And oh know, boy, that's probably the first time anybody's ever said that about Brendan Smith. Yeah, the smart I know, kid. right? Yeah. But uh, but no, no I, I guess. You know, if it's if it's halfway through this year and he's been given an opportunity again and he's still making the same mistakes over and over and over again, yeah, it might be time to start saying, hey, you know what, you're a bust. If you trade him for Yakupov. Yeah, why not? Got to throw in a third. I don't know if the Oilers are going to do that. Smith in a third for Yakupov? Yeah, no. I'd probably bump that up to a second. No, I love the the dumb Yakovov trade rumors. They're not. It's not going to happen. It, no. I don't know what we'd have to spend to get them to take enough shit off our hands to to make it work. Because that's what the like any Michael Samuelson, even if we could get him to, to waive his no trade clause, that's what the trade would be. It would be like Michael Samuelson and our second round pick for your fifth round pick. Tap in there, Jeff? No. Yes. <laughs> You're doing it kind of loud. Sorry. Sorry. Right. You must have been saying something important. I was defending Erickson. You were defending Erickson? Yeah. Someone called What's him a bust, and I was like, he wasn't a bust. Oh, yeah. He was the last pick in a draft. You can't really be a bust if you're the last, pick, yeah, last pick in a you're draft. Yeah, you're Mr. Irrelevant. You can't be a bust, even if you right. get called up later. The fact that you even make the NHL at that point is just a right. miracle. I mean, if the if the 
draft was reheld today, he wouldn't have even been drafted because that round doesn't exist anymore. Plus, he's way too old to get drafted now. Well, yeah. He'd get he'd get signed as a free, a free agent to bolster some team's minor league club. <sighs> he'd probably get a $5 million deal, which sucks because he's going to be a UFA after this year. And we're going to have to pay him a bunch. I have a I have a suspicion this is pure hunch. I have no insiders or anything like that because I know one person is going to be like, oh, my God, he said pure hunch. I think he gets extended during the season. I think they come up with something. I don't know why. I think he's I think he's worked his way up into the um, – he's become important enough to the Red Wings to just – for Kenny to just go in at some point during the year and say, you know what, we're going to sign you to a – three or four year extension or something like that. It'll I mean it'll be decent money. And people will freak out over how much money he's gonna get, but um I think it'll probably be less than what he would get if he hit the open market. He's what? Yeah. Three, two, plus five, personality five. wise I, Yeah. Personality wise I think that he, he likes it in Detroit and I think that he kind of does I, I don't know, like necessarily feels like he owes it to the team for being so patient with him, but something like that. He's going to get four or five. Mark my words. Remember this that's, date. Honestly, just under Cronwall? Kind of, just under Cronwall. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I think, too. And he'll probably get – I could see him getting five years. Five years, four and a half million per year. Which, for your number it's two just, guy, that's not bad. I mean, in the grand scheme of things. He's 29. That would take him 35. Yeah. when he 35. turns 30. You know, and then you and then you start doing the one year, the two year deals. Well, at that point, you hope much. Smith has developed by the end of Erickson's next contract. Well, by that point, you hope that all these young guys <laughs> that they're supposed to have in their pipeline, at least you know, two or three of them are playing. Well, Stroll at the Kaiser's getting paid five plus million. Got a couple Norris so trophies. That makes Cromwell essentially our uh, like defensive speed limit guy as far as cap hits goes, right? Yeah, unless, unless, unless they unless they brought in a a, a star. Yeah, no. Yeah. See, it, it, when it comes to guys like Kendall and Erickson, and if you keep Quincy, but I think the Kaiser being at his age, if he all of a sudden blossoms, like you could give him five million. I wouldn't. I don't think there'd be an issue with that. You know, if Once Smith hits, breaks uh, out. Yeah. Like those yeah, guys are young that. enough. If it was a homegrown guy, yeah, I could see that. I mean, you know, if, like you say, if the Kaiser in a few years was uh, had clearly established himself as the number one guy, because you got to remember too, by that point, Cronwall's going to be pretty much at the end of his contract. Right. So you can't look at it in terms of well, he's still our number one guy. If he's got two years left on his deal and he's thirty-six, and the Kaiser's supplanted him as the number one player on the number one defenseman on the team, pay him. You know. Yeah, and plus Croner's actually making six million dollars for the next three years. Yeah, he got one of those. I don't want to call it a backsliding deal because it wasn't the dramatic drop off in the, at the end, but I mean he did get one of those deals that does decline in terms of actual cash paid over the length of the contract. So, you know, by the time he gets to the end, he's not he's not making four point seven five in in real cash. He's making less than that. Yeah, 1.75 is the last year of his deal. 
Yeah. Gentlemen. But he never had he never had one of those ten million dollar years either, which was nice. Yeah, good up air off. Uh we have just over three and a half minutes left before it's time to say goodbye. I didn't prepare so, any final hockey related thoughts. I think we should go to JJ's no. favorite part of the show, the final hockey related thoughts. Do you guys have any final hockey related thoughts? Um, or final sports related thoughts or any kind of Jeff, thoughts. Mary Jatsu, kill McLeod. Wait, what? You heard me. Said, Fuck <laughs> Jeff, Mary Datsu, kill McLeod. That's my final hockey related thought. All right. <laughs> Graham? Um, I believe the Tigers will come back and win the series. I don't believe that, but I'm saying that for all of the Tigers fans <laughs> listening. Quite honestly, if I'm being totally honest with everybody, I kind of don't care. But good luck to the Tigers. Since you said that if they come back, I'm crediting it all to you, and I am going to kiss you on your big bald head. I I will gladly take the first part, and the second part, (laughs) we'll talk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. All right, Jeff, it's it's your turn. Give us a final hockey related thought. Brendan Smith won't play like complete dog shit on against the Coyotes. Setting the bar high. Speaking of bold predictions, uh thanks Patrick Coletta for hitting one of mine so soon in the season. With oh, a double digit suspension. You know what we should do? We should do our predictions for the week. Oh, yeah. Before we run out of time. time. We got a minute 45. Who do they right. play? Tyler's favorite part of the show. Okay, we got Phoenix uh, on Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. Sharks at home on Monday. Senators at home on Wednesday. 90 seconds. Graham, go. Two and one. Uh, they beat Phoenix. They lose to the Sharks because they don't beat the Sharks anymore. And then they beat Ottawa and it will be glorious. JJ, go. Ditto. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb and say 2-0-1. You're going to lose to the Sharks in a shootout. That's as long as we don't give, give up four goals to Thorne. Okay. <laughs> Now, we have like 45 seconds left. We did that really quick. Yeah, sorry for that ditto thing, but Graham said it so perfectly that I didn't want to really add or subtract from from that. Good job, Graham. Thank you. I appreciate that. Obviously scores the game winner against Ottawa, right? Or he definitely scores against them. Yes, and then does the Tiger Williams ride his stick down the center, down center, in the middle of the ice. Okay. Even though the game's in Detroit, it'll still be awesome. Or he takes dollar bills out of his glove and he starts flinging them around the ice. I like that. Or like pantomimes is writing. Guys, there's seven seconds left. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, everybody.
Motown. Swinging it, swinging it, 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 Motown. Swinging it,